Welcome to another episode of the Speak the Language podcast. Today is Monday, July the twelfth. Um, Jordan, what do we all, what do we got going on? We always have things to we got things to talk about before we get into the actual episode. I know there's a lot of folks anticipating the actual episode after we kind of teased last Friday who we were talking to and everything. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that. Um, we will get to that. But first, I know. So I know right now we've got new shows airing on outdoor channel man it's all kinds of new stuff coming out we got new outdoor channel shows airing three four times a week yeah tuesday nights at six oh that's central time and then saturday mornings at 11 and sunday night at 9 30 central time so it's a it's quite a few times you can catch it on outdoor channel right Mm -hmm. now and uh we got youtube shows coming out we got throwbacks on youtube coming yeah um, As expected, the throwbacks have been. Granted, we're only two weeks into it since we started releasing the new stuff. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, I guess you can't really call it new stuff because some of this stuff was archived. Releasing the yeah, archives. It's not. It's newly released on YouTube. It's not new because some of this footage is older than me and you are. Yeah. But um, so basically, what Jordan's talking about, if you hadn't heard us mention it before, obviously we have the new shows airing on YouTube um, every week. And then we also have we're we're digging up with with Primos having the legacy that it has. Constantly, we're always getting like, "Hey, can I get my hands on this VHS? Can I get my hands on the Truth Three? You yeah. know that kind of thing." And so what we're doing is little by little, um, we're sprinkling out. We're not putting out whole videos, whole Truth videos. We're taking singular hunts. Yep. Slade yeah. kind of pulled together the most memorable ones that he thought you know everybody would remember and mm-hmm. put them together, and we're putting them up every week. Yeah. So. I'm trying. Do you remember what the name of that playlist is that it's under? Uh, I'm tr- I'll pull it up right now if you can't remember it. Throwback something, I believe. Yeah. Primo's Throwbacks. Or- but it should be, if y'all go to the YouTube channel, again, just go to YouTube, type in Primo's Hunting, will be the first channel to pop up. You can't miss us. Um, and if you go to the playlist, it'll be one of the top ones because that one and the new shows have been the most recently updated ones. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. And the new shows as well. People are liking the new shows, obviously. So, um, come on, Internet. Yep, it's that time of year. Everything's downhill slide till deer season. Oh, it's trying to play on me right now. It's the downhill slide till deer season for sure. Starting in July, you got, you got trade shows, wildlife shows, you got dove season coming up it's just getting ready for hunting season here boy it's about that time and it is getting about that time oh 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 before we're getting to the point where we could get to go to the actual episode but as promised we have another embarrassment listener submitted story to talk about okay and this is a i like this one this is like uh i'll call this i'll call this embarrassment fishing edition Ooh. And this is recent. This dude that, that sent this in didn't pull this from the archives. This isn't a story from way back. Apparently, this happened to him last week, and he felt so uh, he felt so moved by this incident that he had to share it with us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is. I hope he doesn't mind me saying his name. Uh, so this was sent in by a man of the name of Blake Pullen, um, and he opens up the story in saying. 
that he said, first off, before I get in the story, he says, I work in HVAC. So I see, you can imagine someone works in HVAC, they see wasp and hornets, black widows, you know, working on those units. There's always, how many wasp nests do you think the guy encounters? Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to kind of read a little bit of it here. This is coming from Blake Pullen, incident that happened last week. So, as an entry for funny moments in the wild for the podcast, I had mine this morning. I decided to go out fishing in my kayak, so I was all rigged up. I was really wanting to get a couple of bass on topwater frogs. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. Catching a bass on a frog is about the most fun way you can catch a bass. Uh, I thought I'd be slick and tie some fluorocarbon leaders to my frogs. Went out there, quickly realized he made them too long. They were too difficult, difficult to throw. Uh, this particular morning, he went on went out on a lake that was non-motorcraft only, which explains why he's in a kayak. So the lake is super clear. Uh, and anyhow, I'm going to skip forward a little bit here. So he gets up to a part in the lake there's a fallen over tree, and he describes it. You, I'm sure you and anyone out there listening that's done any bass fishing will understand what I'm talking about. It's a fallen over tree where a bunch of the branches are sticking out of the water. Submerged structure. Submerged structure. So he goes up there and says, I'm going to throw this frog in and amongst this submerged structure, this down tree, so to speak, see if I can't get one to commode flush it, as my dad used to say. <laughs> yes, you know, the fun stuff when you talk about catching one on frog. So he goes up there and uh, with, his, with his brand new frogs that he's freshly tied on, and he makes a cast, and he tetherball wraps around one of those limbs sticking around a tree oh cool and he's like well i gotta go get my frog you know and so he goes up there and i'm trying to make sure i want to read it because the way he wrote it is is pretty funny uh yeah tetherball he says i see i think okay i'll go over there and untangle it the second the bell closes and the tension goes on the branch so you know what i'm like he he sees it, he snags it Mm-hmm. He's got some slack in the line, so he's just kind of so he he rows over there to it in his kayak, gets close to it or closer. Second, he flips the bell back over on a spinning reel and puts a little bit of tension on that line. He says a stream of black wasps jetted out of the branch. I quickly realized the seriousness of the situation, and profanities came spewing at maximum volume. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm trying to grab my oar and backpedal as fast as I can, I also realized the pole was still attached, and I didn't have a knife in my usual pocket position. So over the front of the kayak, I went. <laughs> and profanity continues streaming. All as I hear at this point is the buzzing of wasp. Once I'm 100-plus yards away, the buzzing slightly subsides. I looked up, grabbed the bill of my hat, and started swatting around in the air. I counted 10 that I knocked in the water, estimating probably upwards of 50 in that nest. Somehow, he didn't get stung. Uh, Just a little set of nauseous from the adrenaline crash, a busted knuckle, and he didn't catch any fish that morning. Oh, man. (laughs) That's rough there. Blake pulling. That's a rough morning, bub. I mean, I've never even thought about watching out for a, a hornet's nest or wasp's nest on the water, you yeah. know? Well, can you imagine? I mean, like, I'm just trying to, you know, this is like it's a morning off or it's a weekend morning. He doesn't really doesn't really say in here. But either way, it's like this is a relaxing morning. Yeah, I'm you just go gonna, fishing. I'm just going to go out on this non-motorcraft lake. Ain't nobody going to be blowing by me. I'm going to have my kayak. It's out there having a kumbaya moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And next thing you know, you know, first, I mean, 
you, you tetherball your frog around a limb. A little frustrating, but hey, no big deal. Let's just go get it. We'll get the frog, and then we'll keep fishing. You go up there to get it, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> here they come. Invasion of the wasp. That'll turn it zero to hero quick. Man. Oh, well, look, at least you didn't get stung up too bad. Hopefully you got your frog back and you were able to get your fishing pole recovered. Um, but Blake Pullen, thanks for sending that in. As always, y'all that are listening, um, personally, I think Jordan, too, we're really enjoying <laughs> reading these. Yeah, it makes, like, uh, makes us not feel like such screw-ups all the time. And uh, they, they seem to be getting accepted well with those that are listening. So, look, as you can see, Blake was a, was a good example here of us saying we're not really putting the fence around this yet. It doesn't have to be a hunting story. It could be a fishing story, and it doesn't matter if it's something happened that something happened 20 years ago or it can be something that happened yesterday it doesn't matter talk about embarrassing we need to release our fishing video from last year oh yeah yeah why was that for, embarrassing for you oh no we don't we don't need to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we could do that probably it'd be a good time to do it everyone you know how it is i mean people are starting to think about fi uh hunting but they're thinking about hunting they're going fishing lake and i had this grand idea we were going to get us some fresh content last year for youtube so we took us some cameras when we went fishing one afternoon we it got was, content it was pretty pretty eventful we got content yeah there was content that got got <laughs> it was funny I and mean, we need to put that up yeah we do y'all uh, let us know if y'all want to see lake and i on a, fi a fishing adventure <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh this ain't like a you know a lot of popular fishing youtubers these days they're either going like down in the florida keys or they're going if they're bass fishing they're going like gunnersville we're on like a 20 acre pond <laughs> in, the, in the ss manor in the SS, we're actually at kudzu bluff is where yeah, we're at in the ss manor yeah that, um, that is my ship's name if anybody's wondering <laughs> jordan and i also we've been fishing one time this year and uh we hadn't put the ss minnow in the water and we're trying to launch it and Jordan has this rigged up system to where he hooks a rope around the trailer so he can self-launch it if he needs to. It's a it's a self-deployment system. Yeah. And as we're putting the boat in the water, Jordan starts talking about the rope, and he starts worrying about whether the rope's going to pop. And me and my wisdom said, if that rope pops, I will swim out there and get it. <laughs> and I was like, I bet. And the thing, well, the thing, like, it, it popped at full extension. That thing was like... 70 yards out there <laughs> and as soon as it popped jordan's in the truck pulling up with a trailer i just hear the window go down go get it <laughs> i got video of it too we need to put that up uh, um what else do i got before we get into the episode oh the onyx hunt app um if you haven't checked out the onyx hunt app i know you've heard of it if you haven't heard of onyx hunt at this point you've you've been living under a rock so the onyx hunt app something that we use every single day uh despite whether it's whatever kind of hunt we're doing we even use it more efficient sometimes i stayed on it for shoot about five hours last thursday morning because yeah. i was redoing some food plots on kudzu okay mapping them and doing that acreage yeah. estimates that's one of the questions that that gets talked about here a lot you know a lot of folks obviously uh onyx is a tremendous tool if you're hunting public ground or ground that's new to you somewhere you just got permission on whatever but they're very very much upsides to having it even if you're hunting like you said like a deer camp doesn't matter yeah. if it's a place that you've been hunting for 20 years i mean we map all our food plat plots and stands out and uh you know lake's got my login information so he can log in and see where all 
our stands are and mm -hmm. you know especially when we're planting last year we were marking as we went what you had done because i was coming behind you i could see what what you'd already been over i was like all right he's got a pen here he's done been here i forgot about that so, yeah we were we were that's when we were planting kudzu and yeah we were all we were separated because you were you were on a tractor and i was on a ranger and as soon as i would get through the spot i'd drop a pin and every time you'd refresh you'd see where i went we could follow behind one another yeah so yeah the the that is a common misconception that onyx is only a tool worth having if you're a public land guy or if you're a guy that's hunting different ground all the time this if you is, hunt in general you need to do some type of mapping system yeah so. so the onyx hunt app be sure to check that out also if you want to save some money on the onyx hunt app use the promo code primos 20 and you can save 20 percent off your onyx hunt membership they update that thing all the time i think it was last week we were on there talking about the updates they did with uh the 3d mapping features and the the crop data so definitely i'm not i'm not blowing smoke onyx hunt need to check it out check that out today on the app store the onyx hunt app uh, and lastly before we get into the episode if you can take some time go to the podcast page on uh, apple podcast leave us a rating write us a review again i don't, I don't care if you leave us a one-star rating if it's honest don't leave us don't just everyone go in there and leave us one star because i said that but <laughs> i mean you only leave one star if you absolutely hate listening to this yeah. well don't listen to it if you hate it you yeah. know so or you know just leave us a rating rise review it really does help us out so uh this episode jordan and i in the last week traveled up to starkville um we had a conversation with brad cumbest and houston harding a couple of the freshly crowned national champions of the mississippi state baseball team if you are listening to this podcast and you're an Ole Miss fan, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hail state. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't hide. I don't hide. I mean, I went to Mississippi State, so I don't. I mean, I don't hide who I am a fan of. But I'm not one of those guys that hates Ole Miss either. You know. So right. I mean, if if Ole Miss finds success like that, I could see ourselves doing a similar thing. But. Man, on this day the Ole Miss people they can't choose with their you know their alma mater I mean I'm sorry that's where they went but <laughs> can't they can't help it so I don't hold them against it oh so. gosh so but as of today uh Mississippi State are are the winners right now I mean they're national champs and Houston and Brad both happen to be uh not only good baseball players but outdoorsmen so we traveled up to starfall and again big shout out to owens outfitters they opened up their doors let us use their building as a facility to record it but we had a really fun conversation just kind of reliving i mean can you imagine you know being in their position college age kid sitting under the bright lights of a national championship game so i i, I really enjoyed the conversation i think y'all will too and jordan and i are going to quit rambling and get right to that episode and uh yeah i hope y'all enjoy the full episode here we go all right y'all ready waiting on you ready ready 10 four cool all right welcome to another episode of the speak the language podcast today i don't we've never we've never jordan we've never recorded a podcast in starkville mississippi we're here it's we're, god's country we're here and <laughs> that's it that's, that's right, right um first big shout out to owens outfitters uh they opened up their doors let us use their facilities to record this thing and there's a specific reason why we made our way to startful today 
and that's why we're sitting here uh, with Mr. Brad Cumbest and Houston Harding. Or that's not what they call you, Houston. They call you. They call me Hootie. They call you Hootie. That's right. I was doing trying to do some like research where I like knew some stats, and I was intrigued because on your Instagram it says that you are a food truck. Yes. Do you have? Can you explain yourself on that one? Or um, well, if you can't just see by looking at me, um, <laughs> that's the perfect body. I uh, I like food. I'm a food connoisseur. Um, all types of food. I mean, you know. Yeah, I got you. Right there, you that, pull, pull that mic a little bit closer to your face. Okay. There you go. Is that good right yeah, there? Yeah, that's it okay. right there. So, for the guys that don't know, um, why don't y'all, obviously, y'all are, y'all, y'all are on the Mississippi State baseball team. Y'all are recently crowned national champions. Uh, How does that feel? <laughs> uh, you know, it's still, it's still crazy just hearing other people talk about it. Um, unbelievable feeling. Yeah. Something I'll remember till my last breath. I mean, just the whole journey. Um, couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else, anywhere else, honestly. Yeah. Brad? No, I have to remind myself every day I'm a national uh, championship. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just a national championship. <laughs> Dude, we were at a concert last night in Brandon, and they played a, a highlight reel. It was, uh, I guess that's where Kelly Clark's from. Yeah. And they did a little deal, you know, right. congratulating him or whatever. <clears throat> it was a, like a whole place erupted. Yeah. It was nuts. What was y'all, Jamie Johnson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But to me, and I, I mean, I realize I'm a little biased here because I, I was born into a Mississippi State family, mm-hmm. and then I went to school here, so I, I'm a little bit more excited about it, I guess, when we won than the average person would. But to me, this is even more than just a national championship. It's, I mean, it's the first one in school history. Like, yeah, I mean, y'all – done something here what was that there was that video clip of when Dak came in there after y'all mm-hmm. just won said y'all are living legends yeah i mean that's crazy man to be i mean to have such a fan base i mean you had folks like dave portnoy talking about you know the crowd at omaha and how everything was i mean that had to be such a crazy feeling for y'all yeah i think all around it was nuts um but like you said this is this has been years in the making you know this is yeah. a lot of people come before us worn the maroon and white and have done it you know just as good justice as we have we've just been the first ones to finally bring one all the way back home but you know it's for them it's for everybody that came before us so well said well well said um yeah man i know there's a a plenty good uh mississippi state fan base that listens to this podcast which is part of the reason why why well i mean i'd be lying if i said part of the reason we didn't come up here is because me and jordan are state fans too (laughs) (laughs) well that's good too yeah yeah, what was um I don't know, man. I mean, I we'll get to we're a hunting podcast. We'll talk hunting in a little yeah. bit, but I I got to talk about the baseball thing a little bit. Like like what was it what was it like when you came back here? Dude, we had the parade and it felt like oh my we went to the cot district, dude. It felt like we won the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. We were just on top of the world at that point and then, that's when it kind of really settled in on me that like we we won the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it just it still don't feel real to me like right now as we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an awesome feeling I can't describe to you. Because mm-hmm. I've waited so long. Like I'm 20 years. I've been waiting since I was a kid for this. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. And I was just I'm just fortunate enough to be a part of the team. Yeah. To bring one back. You know. Yeah. So all right. So let's go. Well, I kind of similar question for you. But right. So like you, Brad, personally, like you've been playing sports your whole life, I guess. My whole life. Yeah. So was was baseball kind of always on? like kind of a focus for you or, or how did that go well i started i started playing baseball around four or five years old i didn't start playing football until i was nine or ten okay so baseball was like my first priority yeah like, 
if I couldn't play football, it was okay because I had baseball. Because I, I, I can't say I'm baseball or football because I love both of them like yeah equal, you know. But baseball is my is my sport. Sure, sure. Yeah, Hootie Houston. Yeah, I played um, I played football and baseball growing up. Um, I wasn't ever really just particularly the best at either one of them, mm-hmm. but I love playing football. You know, I love hitting people. Um, baseball <laughs> the same way. I love getting out there and competing. Um, but I always clung to baseball more because I just loved hitting and pitching and just doing everything in baseball and football was just. I don't know. It just it seemed like a long shot for me, so I just really clung to baseball. Yeah. So I got you. I got you. What is it? Am I asking too many baseball questions, Jordan? No. No, no I'm enjoying hearing them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did it – like, obviously, so the three-game series, the first game went like it did. Mm. Uh, to be able to turn that around like y'all did, I mean, because the, 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 the second two went – pretty swimmingly you know yeah that describes mississippi state basically it was not gonna be easy for us to win the whole thing yeah we took the hardest road possible yeah i just know man i was so sitting there watching it at home i didn't get the chance to go up to omaha but i'm telling you you could feel you could feel the energy of that whole stadium coming through the tv Oh, no doubt. Oh, man, that was – that'll – that'll you can feel that in your bones when you're out there, man. Yeah. Just absolutely electric. That roar that crowd gets going, it's just – Oh, it crawls it. up under your skin, man. It. You want to live in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. unreal. Mm. I never heard they that many people. They said about 24,000 state fans were there the last game and only 1,000 Vanderbilt fans. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Does it uh, – <clears throat> when you're out there competing or whatever – uh, when the crowd gets into it like that, does it really help you as far as get into the game more? Oh, yeah. It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always I been wondering about that. Yeah. It's like, do you just zone it all out? Doesn't matter either way, or is that really, really? Well, you hear it so much in our stadium. Yeah. 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 It's a different environment yeah, altogether right. than a regular baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you can't ignore that just pure, just you can't ignore that yeah. but as far as everything else like individual people saying anything like no i'm pretty much just zoned tunnel in vision it. yeah yeah it's like when it kind of starts you're craving it you want it to mm-hmm. happen because the other team will fold when it starts yeah you mm. can just see their and demeanor at that point, it's over with by the yeah. fifth inning they they were playing like of the third game they were just yeah. you could see it the outfielders the mm-hmm. infielders about the seventh inning they were just like phew, shoulder shrugged yeah and yeah. i'll it just sucks the momentum out of them. Yeah. And you're like, steady getting heckled for four yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I, mean, I, I don't care how mentally tough you are. That's got to make yeah. a difference. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to compare, like, just for me being a fan, I just remember sitting there looking at the TV, just being like, oh my gosh, Mississippi State is about to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Like, this is even, even with, I mean, the lead that y'all had, even when it was the eighth inning, you mm-hmm. still like I, it, it hadn't even for me it hadn't sunk in yet. Like, uh, it, but it got there. I was like, they did it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, couldn't believe it. No, yeah, I mean, because you, I mean, you know, grew up a Mississippi State fan your whole life. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you've been there, and watched it, and then you're, it happened. It finally it just happened. seems too good happened. to be true. You know, like yeah. it's, it's awesome, man. I remember. Like, you know, the players are usually a little bit more locked in than me because after the day I pitch, I'm just in the dugout like a nervous wreck because I can't – I'm not on the field. I can't do anything <laughs> about it. Um, by the fifth inning, I was just like, 
Oh my! Like I just it hit me in the fifth is when it hit me. I just I zoned out and just started looking around, just trying to soak <laughs> it all in yeah. because I knew in the fifth inning I knew we were about to be national champions. Yeah, and it was just the most surreal feeling while I was still in the dugout, just mm-hmm. standing there, just looking at everything because it probably will never happen again. You know? how, how different was it? I mean, because at this point, both of y'all are accustomed to playing in different stadiums, playing in, you know, reasonably large crowds, but all of a sudden you're there at the national championship game, and the energy had to feel way different. Mm-hmm. Was that – how? It's a it, different feel, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was, I'm more nervous playing in Duty Noble than I was TD Ameritrade. Really? Yeah. Why, think, do you th- why do you think that is? I don't know. The field is also, like, there's a lot more – It's all different kind of fouls combined. Foul line one. space. Like, you're running out to the field way more than you are at Duty Noble. Like, Duty Noble, they're right there on you. Yeah. yeah. And it's right more field banging on the – you know. Gotcha. More space. But um, I will say they need to figure out at TD Ameritrade how to do the maroon and white chants better. <laughs> because <laughs> what I was happening? Having, dude, it was like maroon here, maroon was over there, white. Like, they were just, it was about so many people. It was just bouncing everywhere, and it sounded like 35 different chants were going maroon, to Maroon, maroon, white, maroon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> at least I got the colors Somebody right. needs uh, to hold a big sign up over here, white section exactly. and the maroon section. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so basically just next year when you are back in the same place. Yep. We'll just have, we'll we'll get someone together and we'll get that organized. But That's guys, right. we got to get these maroon and white chants right. <laughs> but at least they kept the colors consistent. At least no one was like blue. You know, yeah, whoa, yeah. what? They had the colors now, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, man. So okay, what like what what's happening for y'all now? I mean, now that it's it's over, like what what do y'all have to do now? What's going on? Well, when I leave here, I'm going hog hunting. So, hog hunting, he says. Uh, that's about all I'm you doing do. a dog thing or like no. still hunting for them? We're gonna shoot him at night. Oh, okay. Oh. Next best thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You did here in Mississippi somewhere? Or? I'm going to my buddy's camp uh, in Gainesville, Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of hogs over there. Oh yeah. Ton of them. <laughs> yeah. We hunt over uh, near Bology just about every spring, and that's hogs everywhere. I, yeah, f- I feel everywhere. the need to say this because we do have you know listeners scattered throughout. For those of y'all that don't know. You know, if they're we got guys that in, up in the north, the northeast, out west, don't have the hogs that we do. Right, hogs here in the south, Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, all all down here. Hogs are they're so there's so many of them they become a problem. Mm-hmm. Where and hunting them at night, like Brad's talking about, is a pretty common practice. But lots of folks get big kicks out of doing that because mm-hmm. it's way different than any other kind of hunting you can do. Some folks do it recreationally just because it's fun. I got cousins that farm they trap and hunt them just to keep them from killing all their crops yeah. you know yeah. and they're, they're bad man. oh they're bad yeah uh hootie what you got going on now man i'm gonna go to the lake dead gummit i'm going to the <laughs> lake and i'm gonna kick my feet back i was see i was supposed to go play um summer ball in uh, the valley in virginia mm-hmm. the valley league but um i ended up throwing a good bit enough to where you know, I talked with my pitching coach about it, and he was just like, you know, may just want to take the rest of the summer off while you gotcha. can, yeah. rest up and get ready to go. But, um, but yeah, I'm taking advantage of that, and I'm going to kick my feet up and relax for a little bit. I ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. I feel like y'all have earned it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a national championship. So, I feel, yeah, I feel like that's pretty earned. I got to get rid of this baseball tan, man. I got my, my legs are white like chicken legs. I'll tell you <laughs> something about it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, I know because we've had uh, – 
like we had Hunter Renfro on this podcast before. We were talking about how crazy his schedule was with the with the Major League Baseball. Like how crazy does it get for college baseball when, when y'all start playing do y'all have any time for anything else or is it just baseball you have one day off and you use that day for school work no. yeah school work something like that i don't know if i believe that <laughs> i mean i'll accept maybe that answer, some of that I, day oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man actually um i actually had just enough time to turkey hunt a little bit this year did you now i did i just i I had to steal a couple days here and there but um (laughs) it actually ended up working out i don't know if y'all remember back when sec play started but the very opening weekend of sec play was lsu Mm -hmm. i'd pitched the midweek before started that game and coach lim called me was like hey we're gonna need you this weekend you can stay home and i was like you know in my mind, I'm like, ah, you know, I want to see the box. I want to go to Baton Rouge, this and that. But in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm like, hunting turkey, <laughs> turkey season, turkey yeah. season. Yeah. So I went over to my buddy's place. He lives about 30, 45 minutes away, and I, I was in the woods from Friday to Sunday. That's pretty good. I love it, man. It's my favorite thing to do in this world besides baseball. Sure, sure. Where are you from originally? I'm from Coldwater, Mississippi. Okay, it's up north, isn't it? That's North Mississippi, yeah. son. DeSoto uh, County area. Well, actually, that's Tate County, but I live in DeSoto County now. Okay. Okay. Up around like Hernando and that. A little bit area. farther north. Um, I'm the very top left corner of Mississippi and Walls, Mississippi, right on the bluff. Gotcha. Oh. Decent turkey hunting up there. Eh. eh. I, I I like to do my turkey hunting in Holly Springs, Mississippi, at the uh, National Forest. You're very bold saying that on this podcast. Yeah. Very bold. We'll delete that. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Give us a backstory. That's on, fine. On. I'm going to tell you. Hey, I'm from son. South Mississippi. I don't, I don't know You ain't never Holly been Springs. to Holly Springs. Who did, who did tell us specifically where you hunt at that national park? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look, don't please don't I say can't that. do that. <laughs> hey, don't say that. Everybody already knows. It seems like dead gum from Arkansas and Missouri and everywhere else. They want to come hunt my dead gum turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Like, everybody and their mama hunts Holly Springs, I'm guessing. Well, you know, we. We, our season opens up before everybody else does oh, so yeah. like everybody travels to the holly springs and wants to come kill all our birds man it's, it sucks being a public land hunter so what you're saying is there's not any turkeys there anymore exactly for the none. benefit of you yeah i'm for already, everyone listening there are no more turkeys over there <laughs> already they're all sure slade <laughs> slade, uh, slade we're talking slade's the uh works here at, at owens he just hootie just broadcasted on this podcast where he turkey hunts hey like the pee. It's as if they yes. as if they I mean, people already know about it. It's not like I'm just saying anything. If they can kill them there, but hey, more just power to them. Just at least say you trespass or something. Don't tell everybody uh, where you hunt. I right. told him that's a bold strategy, Cotton. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> See if it pays off for me. Yeah. Uh, Little does he uh, – he's being very smart. It's not really where he hunts. He's just diverting everybody ah, to it. Yeah. That's just one of the The spots. old bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't lie. I've done that before. Like, where do you hunt at? Oh, yeah, go over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great spot. <laughs> you ever been to Georgia? <laughs> That's where they are. That's where they at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brad, you said you're from South Mississippi. South Mississippi. Okay. You grow up in a in a hunting family primarily. Shoot, I grew up deer hunting, hog hunting, and duck hunting. I didn't really turkey hunt much. I played sports my whole life. And yeah. So my dad was always taking me where I needed to go, and mm-hmm. you know. So I never really got to turkey hunt much. Okay. Yeah. But deer and hog hunting is different. There's hogs everywhere at my house. Yeah. I grew up on the river and. Man, I was five minutes away from killing one. Yeah, and you were talking about bow season before we started recording. Yeah, bow season, 
is is probably my favorite hunt yeah. over anything. Which I mean, well, with you doing football and baseball, I was gonna say you probably get more time to deer hunt, but I don't. I mean, you probably still play pretty tied up. Or I mean, after the games on Saturday, depending on how sore I am, I'll wake up Sunday morning and go, and then I'll go Monday morning, which is our off days. Right, right. And then right. and if I'm able to do it, I'll go Monday evening. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. If my classes during the week start at like about 11, like the, 12 o'clock, I'll go before class. That's about like the average guy. You know, works throughout the week. He just goes one twice a week, you know. So right. about yeah. like I know when school lets out, I go – I went every morning this year. Christmas break. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. when school let out from Thanksgiving to, to start back at school, I went every morning. God, I remember those days. I can remember being here, me and my roommate Daniel, we had a house in the Highlands, and we were trying to finish finals, and all we were talking about – we were well half of it was talking about complaining about finals the other half was like if we just get through these finals we were going to duck hunt every single day (laughs) which is what we did but i man those were some good days yeah i remember christmas breaks Mm -hmm. Mm. get like a month off Mm. (laughs) those are the best (laughs) what i do for that we got a lot of break this year too like more than we had last year well i played football all the way till december 31st they let us out of school and early like middle of november oh wow and we didn't get back till like january 6th something like that you had a lot of free time oh my goodness yeah i killed some deer did you now did don't sit don't i ain't gonna tell you where <laughs> i was <laughs> we already had don't don't repeat I'm, that i'm just gonna <laughs> tell you, you gotta kill all your deer early it. you gotta kill all your deer during bow season yeah. and then you duck hunt every day <laughs> hey they yeah. died just as fast as my 308 hey, son I, i'm not arguing <laughs> look i ain't shot a blast on a 308 now <laughs> You might you much of a bow hunter. You stick to. The, I like to bow hunt. I just don't feel like I have as much time for that. Yeah, I hear you. No, but I make time for turkey hunting. See, I mean, see, I'm opposite. I, I I'll make my time for yeah. bow hunting, but turkey hunting. If somebody asks me, I'll go with them. Yeah, it all it just depends. That's why on your so priorities. many different options? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baskin Robbins has 31 ice cream flavors. That's exactly. why there's different things to hunt. <laughs> I'm the same as bass. If I have to choose, it's gonna be bow hunting. You know, if, if I'm day. doing one too. Yeah. If I have to choose between the two, I mean, I love hunting deer. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going for those turkeys. Yeah, like it's, every it's, day of the week, man. You know, every day and twice, twice on Sunday. On Sunday. Oh, twice if I have to Sunday. choose between deer and turkeys, yes, it's turkeys. No, See, something different about answer, a man. man. We were talking about. I'm a one man team right now, and I'm standing by it. Oh, gracious alive did y'all uh this is kind of change the subject but were y'all having a I mean, y'all played during uh 2020 when all the like the quarantine stuff was going on huh yeah we played what 18 games no, 17 games or something, something like, like that like, pretty much ended i remember going march, march didn't it? Yeah. yeah i remember the being 13th. on my houseboat like march 15th yeah yeah how was uh like how as much as you can say like how frustrating was it or was was there a difference playing with the quarantine and stuff going on like how much like protocol you had to go through oh uh, goodness i don't even want to think about yeah, it. yeah i don't even want to talk about that so story. that bad yeah it's awful but i mean i think that goes into you know a good portion of our story of how we were able to come out yeah. and you know be resilient throughout the whole season mm-hmm. we had to deal with a lot of crap like that like mm-hmm. right at early the beginning like we were sitting we the, our locker room wasn't full we had people in three different locker rooms oh wow so you know that's yeah. tough for like team bonding and just like camaraderie and stuff like that we weren't able to get uh, you know everybody in the same locker room until like sec play started yeah oh, wow. so yeah because i would have to think like it like you said like had, y'all kind of being feeling the same energy and feel, that has to 
be something that you want. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, you only could, seen a third of the team in the locker room. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see the other team till we went outside, and I barely saw them if they were pitchers because yeah. I play in outfield and yeah, we so don't not, see each other like every day. Like outfield, like yeah. fielders. And pitchers, we wouldn't see each other every day because yeah. they're, they're different schedules. So you're almost not even feeling like much of a team. You're no. feeling like, well, these people do that and we do this. Yeah, we just exactly. Have, yeah, I bet that was frustrating. And when yeah. you are around them, you got to have, you know, got mask, mask over on. your face because yeah. they're looking at the cameras, making sure, you know, you even though you don't have it, you might be a contact and you might be yeah. they go back and watch banged video, for two weeks. Somebody tests positive, whoever didn't have a mask on, you get banged. Yeah, whoever's wow. standing around them, yeah. beside wow. them. They, you know, it's the contact um, – I guess they call it a contact case or something like that, where you know direct just contact, direct contact trace. So you even if you tested negative for it, you still bang two weeks. Yeah, gracious. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. There, it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy. Man but. alive. Yeah, I mean that. I can imagine how that would be frustrating. We wouldn't. I mean, like you said, at least you got to a point where you did get to where all of y'all could be together. Yeah. Instead yeah. of a man, man. And that was big. I think. You saw us, like, pull together a whole lot when that happened, too. Oh, of course. You know, because I don't even remember who was on the other side of me, but Brad got in there finally. seemed like forever before we filled that whole locker room up, and when we did, we just took off rolling, man. Well, again, I keep going back, but I know, um, and Jordan, you can pitch in on this, too, but – I know as far as just watching, I mean, there was definitely a sense of – there was no sense of – team lack from watching it as a viewer on the tv right. like y'all seemed very well unified out there definitely which For again sure. is, is what you want yeah of course i'd say it's a very very you know close-knit group of guys yeah i think we're very very close especially for you know an sec team mm-hmm. i don't think there's no team in the country closer than we are as a, as a unit yeah no, i what, totally agree what do we you, do everything together yeah yeah. If we go to the pool where everybody's there. If we go to somebody's house, we're all there. Yeah. If we go to the bar, we're all there. <laughs> I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a big difference, no doubt. I mean, even on our little small team, video team, you know, if we're uh, all separated, we don't get as much done, you yeah, know. Exactly. So. Yeah. Has to function. You're only as strong unit. as your weakest link. Yeah. And, that, and that's us. Yeah. Yeah. What do y'all see uh, – I don't know. I mean, I know it's asking about your summer summer plans. It may be way preemptive asking about next year. But what do you, I mean? What do y'all see coming for for next year? As far as I mean, well, just winning a championship may be a little hard to look at now. But <laughs> um, we're supposed to have some good recruits come in, from what I'm hearing. Um, we're gonna have a solid team. We're just gonna have to work hard. We're gonna yeah. have to work real hard. Yeah. We're gonna have to the hard. I think the hardest thing is having to gel with the younger guys. Yeah, because we're gonna need some younger guys. I think. I think it's getting getting them caught up to speed more than it is anything. Yeah. Making sure that they're ready for not only the length of the SEC schedule, but just the just, the get rigor. The feet under them. Yeah. Like the the just how tough it is, man. Like this was the longest baseball season I've ever been a part of, and I played JUCO baseball, and that was gritty. Yeah, that was grimy, and that that season we just played was. That's I a mean, grind, it was, man. That's it was grind. long. It was tumultuous. I mean, it was just a lot. And so I think getting the new guys in there and their feet wet is going to be the most right. important thing. The dude I'm, said tumultuous. Yeah. That's a big word. I couldn't tell you what that meant. Well, George's always, George always cracking on me for saying bigger words. You don't want to be a doctor words. or something? No, I just – I like to have a pretty nice vernacular. No, you don't understand well, that. There it goes again. There it goes again. Jordan, Jordan, is all, Jordan is always cracking on me for using bigger words. Like, quit I, I don't even know what that means. You make me feel stupid. I have, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> 
I appreciate the use of tumultuous hootie, Mr. Uh, food Truck. Yes, that, sir. That is the most interesting thing. Food <laughs> truck. If you go to the dude's Instagram, it says Houston Harding food truck. <laughs> All right. Well, what kind of cuisine? <laughs> Did you bring any food? If I had to pick a cuisine, it would be Mexican cuisine. So y'all are using cuisine. Why don't you just say supper? <laughs> dinner. Yeah. Dinner and supper. Do y'all call dinner lunch? Or do you call it dinner? I call it supper. I'll okay. call it. Dinner, supper, supper time, yeah. Breakfast and supper? Yeah. There you go. Breakfast, lunch, supper. Breakfast, lunch, dinner? I don't know. I call dinner lunch. Dinner? Oh. I don't know. Wait, do my, what now? My grandma was always like, you come to the house for dinner? She automatically meant that it was for lunch. You know? At like in the afternoon? Yeah, like 12. So you're huh. talking like breakfast, dinner, supper? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. We always use Sorry. dinner and supper interchangeably. I mean, we got totally different fars we got a southern mississippi central, central mississippi and a yeah. northerner yeah so uh, a little bit different even though it's 200 miles difference yeah <laughs> we're all over the state baby yeah keeping it covered keeping it covered man the life of a college athlete the life of a freshly crowned national champion <laughs> it's gotta feel pretty good oh every it gets sweeter and sweeter each yeah. time i think <laughs> <laughs> well boys look um thoroughly enjoyed the conversation thank y'all for taking the time to come and chat with us and talk baseball and a little bit of hunting i know our uh big part of our listener listener base will be happy to hear from y'all jordan you got anything else to add to the conversation proud y'all did it i know y'all have enjoyed doing it yeah 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 appreciate y'all having us man appreciate it man anytime I love talking about stories of anything, yeah, especially well, when he's involved. <laughs> <laughs> he's goofy, man. He'll I, get to I tell feel about like anything. we're missing some sad stories. Like yeah, and I, 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 mean, I need we, to get filled in. I don't well, know if you we're know. allowed to say it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we take these headphones off. We talk. I mean, you know how it is. It's like I mean, this is the first time we've met these guys. Yeah. You got to you got to get through that phase. Get get more comfortable before you start getting like the real stories. Like all <laughs> of I mean, like he's only. I mean, they're only giving us a little bit here, which I understand. We got I'm, some good table talk now. We got some good. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, boys, I enjoyed it. No, appreciate yeah, we appreciate it, it folks. Boys, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hop off here. Thank y'all for listening. As always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send them in. And uh, thank you for listening to speak speak the language podcast. And again, thank you to Owens Outfitters for uh, hosting us and letting us use their place.